Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Two Dimes in a Token. I'm one of your hosts, Brock Nasty. And to my right, once again, we have Avery. Avery with, with a, a in the middle of it. <laughs> um, thank you so much for tuning in this episode. This episode uh, has a, a very special guest on it by the name of Miss Casey Smith. Um, she is general manager of a group of salon stores and um she's actually someone who went to the same high school that i did she graduated a few years after i did um but saw her on a couple socials and she had this extremely powerful female leadership type quality and always seemed like she had some pretty fun content and seemed like she had some pretty good uh thought processes to to bring to certain conversations so we in, invited her to come on and she was super nice and decided to come down and sit with us but before we break down the episode a little bit more for you we got to tell you guys this podcast is sponsored by the greatest the most amazing the incredible death grip wax that is correct death grip wax check it out here we go this is the bag that they send you when you make your purchase they are a leading edge company in the facial hair game if you're looking to change your face number one grow a mustache number two buy death grip wax all right, they give you the ability and they have multiple different styles of mustache wax. You can design it any which way you want. They have the best stash wax in the game without a doubt. They also have some fantastic beard oils for those people that wanna grow a little bit underneath. And they have the best utensils possible for you to design and put your facial hair from that six to that 10. Okay, and then as you go on their website, you go to deathgripwax.com. They also have merchandise available because they do have one of the greatest logos I've ever seen put together, which you can see right above my head. Uh, phenomenal company and the owner and everyone in that brotherhood is an absolute unit stud. They are fantastic. So if you're going to purchase from a company that really values the customer and how the customer feels, Death Grip Wax is the place to go. So what you can do, as a matter of fact, is you can go on the website when you make your purchase. You can put in the promo code. Two times in a token. That's correct. All caps, right? All caps. And you get 20% off your entire purchase. All right. So like I said, if you're trying to take your face from a six to a 10 year, you're trying to go out in places, you're trying to attract new people. You're trying to say, Hey, I look good. And I want everybody to see it. <laughs> Death grip wax is the first people you want to talk to. Okay. This is the company you want to go to. So having said that, uh, miss Casey, right? Mm -hmm. Phenomenal young lady, right? Uh, she came in, she sat down with us and, um, she was absolutely wonderful. We tackled a couple of different issues. She made it very known in her podcast that she was, she was polished. <laughs> and what I mean by polished, she had some great answers, right? Mm -hmm. However, she did say she, she as, isn't too political, right? So I, ha I had a little bit of, uh, some political questions. I have a question. Shoot. What does that mean? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Political. So um let's say i'm gonna i'm gonna put it in a different frame of reference for you to understand it right mm -hmm. so you ever wonder how sometimes there's some serious problems out in the world right yeah and sometimes people have different opinions yeah right yeah when people challenge the different opinions and argue yeah that can be considered political talk mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. a lot of people would relate political to like a government type thing because mm -hmm. there's several different factions of government that we can vote into office and then they that is politics mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. um but that was one of the uh couple of my questions were geared a little bit more towards getting her opinion and she was she was great she was really great she kind of 
she gave off a really, really good leadership vibe of, hey, those are things that I understand, you know, people have different opinions about it, but some of those things are a little bit out of her control. And, you know, she doesn't worry about those things. She kind of focuses on the things that she can control. Um, but as I was saying, she was uh, absolutely wonderful human being, amazing soul to have on here. Um, and she really kind of told her story about how she kind of climbed the ranks with the company that she's with. And, um, just a great journey. And she had some really good opinions on what it's like being, being a hot shot in the business world while also being a great mom, you know, trying to balance the two. It's like what, what we've talked about, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to, trying to make lots of monies, mm. right? But also we got, we got to have our time together, yeah. right? We got to spend yeah. time together. We got to do our thing. Yeah. So, um, sit back, relax. As I said, this is a great podcast and she was such just a genuine person to have on and i'm super happy that she made the choice to come on and share her story a little bit and um hopefully one day she'll come back yeah but uh without further ado before we get into the episode we need to ask the people to like like and subscribe you said like like excuse me the uh, uh, the spelling police here, whatever. <laughs> like and subscribe, please. Go on to YouTube. Go on to your socials. Hit the like. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the follow button. Whatever it is that you guys get your content on, um, it really helps us out. It's how we're going to be able to keep pushing along, getting new people, getting doing new interviews, doing all kinds of fun shit. I mean, fun things. And um, as well as in the YouTube, please go down into the comment section and drop your spice of the week. Uh, we want to know what made your week a little bit better. Say you were having a bad week and this is the one thing that made it a little bit better or you were having a phenomenal week and it was this, right? We want to know what it is. We want to get you guys involved in the conversation. We, we would love to build a community that's really solely based around sharing some really positive things. So please, whenever you get a chance, go in there, subscribe, like, comment your spice of the week. Um, so without further ado, let's get into our podcast with Miss Casey Smith. Yes. Lattes are blue. That would be a great coffee. Buy a latte. I know. I've just invented you just something. Invented it. I did. And I'm taking full 100% credit of that. Thousand percent. So let us let us dive in. We've spent spent almost an hour and a half now just like chatting and everything with Ash before we even started. We had great conversations. Great. A lot of shopping conversations. <laughs> so why don't you why don't we get into um what is your role because obviously i'd reached out for a little bit ago mm -hmm. and i told you on socials and everything you have this like it's powerful like woman presence and i i, I fucking love it it's Thank awesome you. right Thank you. so tell us what it is that you do so i am the gm for james griffith hair salons wow so. gm yeah. how is how how do you feel being in that role? Um, I'm comfortable now. I'm confident mm -hmm. now. I was kind of, I assumed the role um, due mm -hmm. to a medical leave of the actual GM. She had her babies, but um, I I assumed it and I, I and then I stayed. I just never left. 
<laughs> okay. Really excelled in the role. Like it's yeah. something that you grew into and you felt really comfortable. Yeah. Nice. Lots of coaching. Nice. So what's, I mean, this is what we're talking about as well is another reason why I wanted to bring you on. It's like you're a high level individual, right? And something that I think a, a lot of stereotypes, especially in today's culture is there's this big back and forth when it comes to women in high roles and that type of thing. Like, um, what was that journey like for you starting where you started with this salon company and then moving your way up? Walk us through that. So, I mean, I started at the front desk and I never really assumed that I would have gotten into this role. Yeah. And so, but it is a salon, it is the beauty industry and it is female dominant. Uh -huh. And so I never thought that being in this role was odd. You know what I mean? I would have never, yeah. I would have never thought that being a female in this industry in a high level because most of most of them are yeah so it's funny you say that i feel like i always see you always hear stereotypes in all different industries and that type of thing right but um i feel like i see for some reason maybe it's just me a lot of mix especially when it comes to the i'm gonna i'm gonna use the word artists when it mm -hmm. comes to the artists in Absolutely. the salons and stuff i feel like i see a lot of guys and girls doing Absolutely. that stuff yeah so depends on your area probably yeah, I know you always see the stereotypes in movies like New York City, and you just see like, oh my god, <laughs> right? So, so you started at the front desk. Like, mm -hmm. what's what's the time frame from you working starting here and ending up here? Um, it's almost nine years that I've been with the company. Really? Mm -hmm. Holy crap! How many yeah. different roles have you held during that time? Um, so front desk supervisor, manager, GM. Wow, that's incredible. What what would you say was the most challenging role that that you've encountered? Um, probably going from supervisor to manager. Yeah. Um, so the GM prior to me, wonderful, love her. Her name's April. Um, yeah. she had been with the company for like 17 years. Yeah. And so again, I thought she was going to be with the company forever. And so I just, I never even assumed that this would be an opportunity for yeah. me. And so, um, I think, I think. Being in a supervisor position, I, it took a while to get there purely because of, um, I think, an, an age thing. I mean, I started when I was 23, and at that point, I really didn't know anything about the industry and what it could open up to be. Yeah. And so I think I was just very naive. I was just, I was front desk, and I have this strong leadership aura from previous, like growing up. And so I just, I, I knew that I could do my job well and i just assumed that people would follow suit yeah but i i learned quickly and i was humbled that <laughs> that just because you work hard doesn't mean everybody's always on your side and mm -hmm. not in a negative way but i think that it took some time to realize that it is a very large company and it takes a lot of time to earn trust yeah. and um it's 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 respect yeah no i agree with you a thousand percent i think because I've had I've had experiences where I've worked in higher level roles as well, especially with multiple different companies. And I mean, it can take quite a bit of time to get into that role. But uh, the one thing that when I got there, I almost hated it. Mm -hmm. But I hated it because of previous people that I had to work with in the moment. There were it was almost like like you hear the term scripted. It was there was a lot of situations where in this particular company that I worked with. 
they had they wanted what they wanted Mm -hmm. and it didn't really matter if someone else was a little bit better for a different role or this or that it's like "Mm -mm, like we want this person here and that was something that in my personal like i can't do that you know what i'm saying and it caused a lot of friction between me and the people above me. And they, yeah. they saw me as one of those guys, like, you're going to be, a, you're going to be up and you're going to be with this company for your entire life. Right. And when I got to that and it was just like, I couldn't play ball like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I pick up what you're laying down. There's mm-hmm. a, there, there can be maybe not all negative, like you said, yeah. um, but there's, there can be de- definite challenges when you're moving up in companies like that. So yeah. as you get into this GM role, when you tran- transition into this, how long ago have you been, or how long have you been in this role? Almost three years. Three years. That's mm-hmm. amazing. What would you say has kind of been one of the biggest hurdles that you've had to get over as far as transitioning from being a manager in mm-hmm. a single store, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're a GM over three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's the biggest hurdle you've gone through with that? I wouldn't necessarily call it a hurdle. Yeah. I think that just in the moment when you are day in, day out operations, yeah. everything is just very normal it's fast paced it's busy and so i think the i think the hurdle was the fact that i was managing one location and we can't clone ourselves and so it was managing one location assuming the role of gm so not only overseeing the other two but i was still managing yeah which um which obviously had its challenges but i mean i don't do it alone have an incredible team and we've all kind of we're all growing together and so they think that's yeah that's great no i love this teamwork mentality well sometimes when you jump up into that role sometimes you get a lot of pushback from the employees that are like i like the old person better right did you ever encounter any of that i don't think so really at least i don't from from my angle, I don't think so. Yeah. But I think it's because again, after so long being with the company, they know they know who I am personally and professionally. Yeah. And so they know the type of person that I am and they know that I'm there for them and for their success. Mm-hmm. And so I think that kind of shows through in my actions of how I do my job. And so I I don't think that there was any Any yeah. No, that's like good. That. That's phenomenal because that's I mean, you encounter that a lot, especially what, you know, because some people may not be in that particular role, but everybody's been in a role where they've experienced like leadership change. Yeah, absolutely. And some people handle change well and some people do not. And you know what I'm saying? And and this is the part that we dive into, like the psyche of the human being. And this is where I think I never think it's personal. And I always I always found it beneficial to upfront, like talk, talk about these things. These are the things that I want you to be upfront, like. Just tell me. There was a couple of times where I, I had to take over some stores. I inherited some new employees and it was yeah. like, listen, you guys don't know me. So off your first impression, and we're all going to sit here and you're going to be honest with me. Yeah. Sometimes. And I had to literally coax it out of people. I'd like, if you just, you could literally be like uh, stepbrothers. Like, I just don't like your face. That's it. Just, yeah. just tell me, mm-hmm. tell me what you're thinking. Cause yeah. my goal is to make sure that I help you out the most anyway. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I always loved that approach. A lot mm-hmm. of people didn't like that approach, though. Yeah, I think it's very useful. Yeah. I mean, it's feedback, whether it's positive or negative. Sometimes it's a little too direct. Take it and pull it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. So now that 
obviously you've been in this role for quite a few years and mm-hmm. I know you've heard we talked about it a little bit beforehand. It's like you hear the stereotypes sometimes you see men and women in, mm-hmm. in high level roles. Like have you ever had any have you ever had any pushback? I know like you said, in your industry it's a little bit more predicated to be female dominant. Yeah. Um, but I mean do you have any specific opinions as, or any experiences as far as like the difference between, you know, males being in higher roles comparative to females? Honestly, I think a lot of salons end up eventually turning into family businesses. Yeah. And so like with James and Christine, who are incredible owners, by the way, yeah. um, wonderful human beings, but it's, it's a family oriented business and we yeah. go to these industry events and a lot of them are a mom and dad who own it and it's their, it's their son rising through the ranks or it's their daughter rising through the ranks. And yeah. so I don't necessarily think one is better than the other if you yeah. if you have a drive and you have a passion for it and and you're kind yeah if you're nice to your people and if yeah you're, then that's what's gonna no that's good that was solid that was polished answer i love that no i i think um i think that's something i've always i've always loved having the conversation especially with professional people and like like i said when you when you kind of speak in your stature and the way you carry yourself like you're you're a powerful woman right so it's it's great to get your side and your opinion and and there there are other sides that we see on like social media and things like that like i'm a huge advocate of jordan peterson and i think uh uh-oh we have a difference i don't know you don't know jordan peterson Mm -hmm. so well no no you're good we'll have to but he he has he has a very, very logical understanding of the way things work, right? And it's predicated not necessarily on, it's not religious-based, which okay. is one of the reasons why I love it so mm-hmm. much. Because as we were talking about before, like when you involve a religious belief into certain things, like people will automatically shut down and they'll automatically like, nope, that doesn't work because I don't believe or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, you know, let's let's just take that factor out of it. And um, he is often ridiculed about his opinion when it comes to men being in higher level roles, especially across different industries. And um, he points out a simple fact. And Joe Rogan, actually, they sit down for a podcast. They have a couple opinions on it. And I, I believe in it. Some people may not. But it said the, simp- the most simplistic thing in the world. Joe Rogan said, it's actually in a stand-up comedy. He goes... Um, he goes, listen, he said, I, I have nothing against women. He said, but there's jobs that women can't do and jobs that men can. There's also jobs that women can do that men can't do. Absolutely. And he's like, and I'll give you an example. Number one, my three most favorite people on the planet are, or his four. He's like, my favorite people on the planet are all women. Mm-hmm. It's like my wife and my three daughters. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love them. There's zero doubt, right? right? After that, he goes, but if it came to physical altercation, I'm highly trained, athletic, and I'm built as a man. Absolutely. And I would win in a fight. 100%. Right? And same thing and vice versa, the way Jordan Peterson explains things. There's certain certain industries and certain roles that, based upon the gender ideal, right, or this, it's not that women can't be in power. There's certain positions like bricklayers. Why, are, why is 98% of bricklayers men? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I, loved, I loved that ideal. And but the problem, which is another reason why I asked you to come on, is like I've never heard I've never heard the other side of the argument. I agree with those things because it's logical. Mm-hmm. But when you have a woman in power, you know, and you have someone that's really like 
like I said, you create that presence. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I guess you said, like, you didn't have much of an experience going through any type of that. But, mm-hmm. like, what do you, how do you feel about those statements, though? Or do you, would you agree or would you disagree? Or is that something that's out of the realm for you? I mean, I feel like a, in a woman of power role, like, yeah. I don't take that. Like, I don't, like, I have an example, I suppose, that, James, obviously, he's the owner of the company. Yeah. But anytime somebody comes up to him, he's like, "You gotta go ask Casey." <laughs> like, yeah. So, but I don't necessarily. I don't. I don't consider myself the boss, and I. Mm-hmm. I just. I think that I want to be a leader, but I don't want to be over anybody. I want everybody to be up top with me. Yeah. And so I don't. I don't speak to myself that way, but I feel like others do. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously there is direction and people know that they probably have to come see me for certain things, mm-hmm. but I like to do what I can to empower others as well. Yeah. I love that. Again, nice polished. That's good. That's good. I like it. See, I, I from a personal opinion too, like I've been, I've been managed by, by men and women and mm-hmm. honestly, like. I think it's great, especially in in the right divisions Mm -hmm. and especially in the right aspects. Because one thing I'll tell you wholeheartedly, I think women are smarter than men. There's zero doubt. In my opinion, there's zero doubt. And the biggest reason is because when I come up, like you probably have heard, I had a reputation when I was coming up, the worst reputation. Hey, Mike's a dumbass, right? And it never like, I learned, I learned how to respect the guilt factor inside of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. So I stopped making those choices that really like affected other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you do the right thing in mm-hmm. that retrospect. But still I have those ideas where I like look at I look at my nine year old son. I'm like, bro, we should jump off the house like into the pool. Like that's what we should do. You know? Whereas Ash would be like, hey, you're a moron. No. Probably not a good idea. Yeah, that's my <laughs> point, you know? So I love that. Now um, you are your mother. Yes. Yes. How do you balance the urge for financial success with being a parent? It took a long time. Yeah. And so one of my biggest struggles personally, and yeah. I actually did a, a speech on it. We had a coach several years ago and we had this, this, project so to speak and it was it was to speak it wasn't in front of a lot of people but my topic was work-life balance yeah and i i struggled with it and honestly and i don't want to get emotional but it's hard for a lot of people yeah no i feel you i feel you no you're good you're trust me you are good this is open um and i gotta tell you from personal experience that's something that We've talked about it quite a few times with a couple guests, and that's something that for some reason when I left high school and I went to college, and when I, when I went to college is when I, st- I started partying the most, and um, when college was over, it's like my adult brain just turned on, Yeah. and it became real. Did you need tissue? Maybe. Yeah, I got you. No, you're good. You're good. Oh, gosh. So, so, so it's like, I don't, it was... It was so difficult when my adult brain turned on mm-hmm. and in my personal situation, um, you know, I've told you about Avery and Ryder and stuff yeah. and um, Ash, Ash is their stepmom. Mm-hmm. And um, we had very soon after I graduated um, from college and I finished my MBA and um, like two months later, Avery was there 
And I wasn't expecting that. I had a whole other career. I had a whole other things lined up and found out what happened or we, not what happened. We found out what was going to happen. <laughs> and um, I realized like, you know, I, I was going to go to Mississippi and I was taking a coaching job in football. I was going to work in football my entire life. Wow. And I realized like, bro, I can't go. Mm-hmm. Like, and the role that you take, especially when you get into that, mm-hmm. it's not, oh, you're getting – 50 to 60 this is 2012 2013 mm-hmm. you're not going to come out making 50 to 80 grand a year being a coach and da, da, da. like no honestly most of the time you get paid 10 grand a year they provide some form of like a room I was gonna say. graduate assistant house or something yeah. and then they they provide like a cafeteria card so you can eat right and that's it that's what you got yeah so i'm sitting there and i'm like bro i can't i can't <laughs> like i can't it's yeah. just not possible right mm-hmm. So I had to give up on this and I had to dive in, into like a real world role. Yeah. And when I got into it, like I said, that just something in my brain clicked and, and being financially like successful and really creating that positive like foundation became the number one mm-hmm. in my brain. Yeah. And it it doesn't stop even to this day. Yeah. It's like 24 seven. I'm constantly thinking like, oh, hey, I could start this kind of business right. or I could do this or do that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, in that time frame, as my kids have gotten older, they're nine and ten now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been um, there's been situations where they're they're like, "Hey, why is why is dad always doing a podcast? Mm-hmm. Or why is dad why is dad always working late?" Yeah. And I think for the first five six years of their life, like there was times where I was getting up before they even woke up, and I was getting home after they were going to bed, like yeah. five six nights a week. Mm-hmm excuse me and it became it just like 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 you said you you got a, a little emotional about it, it does it, it it fucked you up a little bit because you're like damn like mm-hmm. i know i'm doing this f- not just for me yeah doing this for them mm-hmm. but what's the cost right you know what i mean so how do you i mean yeah. are you so, comfortable yeah, no, diving no, no, into I'm that totally fine. Sorry. Yeah. no you're so, fine i think that no matter what there is challenges whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a working mom and yeah. a working dad or a stay-at-home dad no yeah. matter what there's pros and cons and i have pretty much since i left college and i yeah. didn't graduate college but i literally went to college so that i could cheer in new york but anyway yeah, as soon we're gonna as have to go back happened, to that i didn't know you cheered in new york well it was it, it, not that true. it's a thing it's fine. <laughs> so um but essentially from that point after i pretty much left high school i yeah. was employed i never stopped working yeah and i don't i don't come from money and so pretty much everything i've had i've i've built yeah and so obviously there's people that help you along the way mm-hmm. and yep. um but i've i've never not worked and i will probably always work yeah. and in some regard. Um, hopefully down the road it'll be passive too and yeah. working on it. But I um <laughs> I've accepted and especially me and me and her dad aren't together anymore and it is oh. a single income household. And so I, I do I have to work. And Cammy yeah. does ask, like, yeah. Mom, like, can you walk me into class today and a lot of times they do but sometimes i'm like honey i gotta get to the salon but like i'll be 
they yeah. pick you up. And I mean, I volunteer and I do what I can. And James and Christine are incredible when it comes to that. And I've gotten to the point where it is it is a lot easier to step away. But when you are new in a role and when I was a manager and I had to – I feel like I had to like really – kind of buckle down and like dive into that role because I mm -hmm. wanted people to respect me and be yeah. like, Casey's always there no matter what. And I feel like I did put my family, I wouldn't necessarily say. It's not like, on the back burner. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's not on the back burner. I don't want to say that, but I, I knew that I had to, in order to grow and in order to <laughs> pay our bills, I yeah. had to be at work. Yeah. And so that's, um, it's always been a motivator, I suppose. Yeah. But um, I think I now it's it's less I would say like money driven and yeah. just more um, more purpose driven. Yeah. And so I'm not I'm not going to work necessarily. Obviously, we have to pay our bills and stuff like that. But I don't I don't view it like that anymore. Yeah. And I think that's like kind of the biggest kind of like switch that went off in with Cami obviously getting older and she's like a, a, truly a mini me people walk around and they're like she is you that's like, dope AT. and i'm like yes she that's is that's how i am with my daughter <laughs> yes i'm like so, what up <laughs> yeah. so i think that her seeing me being a strong like career focused person like i don't have a job anymore like this is my career yeah it turned into a career yeah many many years ago yeah and i i'm very proud of it and i love everybody that i work with i love who i work for mm -hmm. and cammy comes to the salon and everybody loves her so i don't it doesn't stress me out as much as it used to yeah um so it but it was definitely a hurdle that i had to get through no i feel you i feel you on that and i think i i pick up what you're laying down when you said it's more purpose-driven it's more it's i always use the term for them um it was it was like a presentation purpose, right? But it was setting an example type thing. It was like, hey, this is it's not necessarily about me making millions and millions of dollars yeah. and being the next Jeff Bezos. It's more along the lines of setting that great example yeah. for them to see, like, hey, what you want in your life is what you want. And I've told Avery this a thousand times. I'm like, listen, because we always joke around like we <laughs> people are going to think I'm a terrible parent. But we had this quote from the Wolf of Wall Street that we always do. It's like when um, Leo DiCaprio is like, um, he said, are you behind on your credit card bills? And Avery would be like, good, pick up the phone and start dialing. And then at the end, we look at each other and she's like, I want you to deal with your problems by becoming rich, right? <laughs> Because she understands my mentality. is yeah. It is very – mine never transitioned into that wholeheartedly like what where you're at right now. Mine has always been to build some kind of dynasty. It's for the purpose of being able to pass it down. Cause, Absolutely. Because I can't – I it's so hard for me to function in a job. Mm -hmm. It is. It's so hard. There are so many things that I, I think are bullshit, and it's just that stereotypical like, you know, corporate America – bullshit rules where money's more important than people and it just it sets me over an edge and it's like i said it causes so much frustration for me and i'm like dude imagine how my personality is and when you have kids like you said it's like they're an extension of you i know for a fact when avery gets to be 25 years old and she's done with her 
probably college partying like I did, <laughs> right? Um, she's going to find herself in a position where she's going to have to go get a job. She has to do this. And I don't want her to have to spend the first 10 years of her professional life like figuring out like, bro, I don't fit in this role where people tell me I have to fit inside this stencil to be right. the perfect cookie. Absolutely. You know? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, dude, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. So now I spend a lot more time whenever I'm doing these things. I teach them some of the things that I do and mm -hmm. I show them and I give them the purpose of why. And I'm a really big open book. I mm -hmm. tell my kids everything, things that I shouldn't tell them. I yeah. just tell them. Mm -hmm. I think that the times that we live in now, if they don't hear it from you, they're going to hear it somewhere else. Yeah. And if you 100%. don't instill that in them, then they're going to have a different view, probably opposing to what you do. Yeah. And it's probably skewed. And yeah. so I, I think that's, I think that's great. Mm. Absolutely. And that's, that's kind of like, like you said, it, it brings, it does, it brings some, some heavy emotions, some heavy tolls to that. Cause I know, I know I'm way more intentional now. Mm -hmm. Um, about making sure that I split time with them every single week now. It's like I make sure that I have one to two nights a week where I'm intentionally spending hours on end yeah. with my kids and that type of stuff. So mm -hmm. now, um, so we're, we're, I know it's kind of diving in. I was getting a little emotional too, but whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so where, where do you primarily work out of? What, what area? So my office is in Venice, but nice. I do travel to all three. Um, I try to get to all of them at least once a week, but it definitely doesn't always happen. Yeah. Um, so, but it's it's busy. There's a lot to do. Yeah. So. What What would you say is like your goals? Like you said, you have this this newfound purpose driven mm -hmm. in your role, but like, do you what's do you have anything down the road where you're like, hey, maybe one day I'd love to like own these salons or do the, or some salons. I don't know about these, yeah, but yeah. you know, so, um, it's probably definitely in James and Christine's exit strategy. <laughs> but, um, it's, it's not anything that we have necessarily not talked about, but it's definitely not on the cards right now. Um, James and Christine are very involved yeah. um, and, and if anything, we're like James, it's fine. We got it. Yeah. And so, um, I do, I have a five-year plan and yeah. I can't, I can't give you a figure, but I'm trying to get the salons to a certain number. So yeah. it's growth and, and we have a plan and we're tracking and we're growing. And so, um, it's a life cycle. So I do have a plan, yeah. five-year plan, but obviously there, there is no, there is no like end goal right now because at that yeah. five years you still have more to go, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the plan, the, the ideal always changes. Like you never, yes. you never reach your ideal. You I love that. Constantly growing. The evolution of the goal mm -hmm. in general. Yeah. That's amazing. No, that's a great concept. Cause mm -hmm. that's one thing. Like I used to think about this phrase all the time. It's like, do you ever see the social network? That was the, yes, the Facebook movie, but I don't like remember. Yeah. It, there was in-depth part where he was like, he's like, it's time to monetize the site. And he's like, no, I don't No, We're not going right. to do that. And he's like, why? He's like, because we don't even know what it is yet. Right. Okay. Yeah. That phrase for some stuck with me for a long time. So mm -hmm. you never really, you have a, an end goal, an idea, mm -hmm. but the idea is always evolving. Right. I love that. That's absolutely fantastic. So when you, when you say like you have your five-year plan, like what is something say, let's go further down the road on this. Like yeah. if you had some dreams that have developed, especially because mm -hmm. like when you first took the job, mm -hmm. 
you said I wasn't expecting to be a general manager of this right. and, and really just like climb the ranks mm -hmm. like this. Like now that you've gone through this process and you've realized this like potential that you you can really just grab the world by the reins and be like, yo, this, yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Like if you could go see so you're 65 years old. Right. And you're now a grandmother. Yeah. Like what are some things that you would love to say, hey, I accomplished this or was able to pass this on or something like that? That is a really good question. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out. Okay. That's good. So, See, it's evolving. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like when you're in high school, it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's like, yeah. do we ever really? No. I mean, some people are lucky enough to find out. Yeah. But it's like, I I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I still feel like I'm a kid. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I, you watch the videos and it's like, oh, the 90s was only 10 years ago. But it's like far from it you know what i mean and so yeah. it's, even though i know a lot of time has passed and there's been a lot of like growth and so on and so forth but it's like i i can't even think 30 years yeah now you know what i mean yeah and so i'm hoping that um i i'm growing in the position that i'm in i mm -hmm. would love to do things outside of the industry as well yeah but that would be very like part-time like investor passive income type yeah. type stuff yeah but that's it's not it's not on the that's everything that you see right on now. yeah that's everything you see on social media mm -hmm. when you're like hey you need to stop doing amazon dropship yeah. and like you have some type of weird thing right yeah. no i'm with you on that because i've i've personally gone down like four or five of those rabbit holes mm -hmm. and and Believe it or not, some of them have worked out really well. Mm -hmm. And there's some of them that I still do to this day and all that stuff. But back to that question, that's I I feel you on that. It's hard. It's really hard to look that far into the future, mm -hmm. especially with the way our generation is set up. Do you ever have any difficulties with the change in generation as far as like people that you bring on mm -hmm. or people that you encounter in the world? This is not just a job related question. This is like mm -hmm. a general every state you go to, yeah. you're going to have bad parts. Yes. You're going to have bad parts of the city. Absolutely. You know that one street in your hometown that is just terrible. You know what yeah. I mean? But then pretty Shadow much Shadow Lane. You remember that? Pendleton. <laughs> <laughs> so you have like bad parts, but then in every bad or every city there's always good you know yeah I mean? yeah every generation you're going to have those good eggs mm -hmm. and you just have to seek them out and honestly i feel like as as our generation really is yeah. like growing our kids i think yeah. that our kids are going to be like rock stars <laughs> <laughs> i'm a little biased but yeah. i don't know i just now that cammy's in school she's in kindergarten but it's like all of all of our friends from high school have kids, whether it be kindergarten or younger or fifth grade, like some of them are in middle school and stuff like that. But it's just like, I feel like the people that we kind of like grew up with, we all have a very similar like outlook and we're all mm -hmm. like raising our kids to be just like really good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like kind hearted people. Yeah. And so I think obviously get back to the question. Sorry. So no, like through generations, no matter what, there's going to be good ones that come through and there's going to be bad ones that come through, but mm. it's, uh, do they take to your culture? And if they do wonderful, build them, grow them, um, teach them. And if they don't, we're just not, we're just not the company for you. 
Yeah. Everybody has their place everywhere. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And that, yeah. And, the, and that's the job sense answer. I like mm-hmm. that. I think, um, I, I agree with you. I agree with you to a certain extent on that. Yeah. I think the one thing I do say, and I've, I've voiced this a couple of times cause we've gotten, we've led into this before, but mm-hmm. it's generations are so, so difficult now. And I think a lot of it has to do with this is going to sound, this is gonna make me sound like a baby boomer, you know, but, or like a boomer. Yeah. Um, the internet and social media, yeah. it, it drives that instant satisfaction that we get. And Absolutely. it's like, I think it, it like, it numbs us to things that are supposed to be a big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, especially when it comes to like horrible events that happen to people and, yeah. you know, majority of the time when we were coming up, like there was no internet. So like when you heard about something like that, it was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Now you can just Google one thing and you can find 25 times where that happened. And right. th- then you become normalized with it. Right. And you're like, Oh, that happens all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I think that it's changed. It's changed the perspective of that, that generation kind of coming up to now you hear about like kids fighting teachers or you hear about this and that and and it's it's almost like now it's that was weird just moved on its own so yeah it's like it's become normalized Mm -hmm. and and that's the part that i have i have fear in that perspective i think you're right there are always there's always going to be great individuals from any generation no matter what you do especially those wholehearted people that put people in front of money or put people in front of you know, stereotype or whatever it may be and really just care about their general person. Yeah. Um, but that's the one thing I do. I worry about it a lot. I think sometimes we're, we are a little bit tougher Yeah. than some of the kids coming up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I definitely don't disagree with that. And I totally see where you're coming from and I yeah. didn't really think that in depth to it, but that's probably one of my issues. <laughs> <laughs> I don't always think like that in depth with things and I think one of the things that we had talked about earlier is that I am not into politics and yeah. I probably should know mm. a lot more. Fuck that. But... No, you don't need to know a ton about politics. That's <laughs> a rabbit hole. Or just, just I, I suppose different like worldly things that are happening. I probably should take time to understand like what's happening. Yeah. But when well, it comes down to it, I wake up. Yeah, we get dressed, we brush our teeth, we get our kids ready for school, yeah. and we we go to work and we come home and yeah, we, we make our dinner. See, and but so. that's that's why another good reason. That's why I love having different guests on all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't like having the same people on. Yeah, um, because even regardless, like you're you like you just said, you're an individual. Like I kind of you know we do what we have to do each day, and it's not something that I spend a ton of time thinking about. When when you literally sit down and. I'm trying to make this like my role one day. Yeah. This is my life's work. Yeah. Right. And I think I said it to you earlier, like this stuff fascinates me. Hearing the opinions of others and understanding your world yeah. is like, to me, it's just, it's, I'm having a fucking blast. Okay. Like, this is great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause it's, it's a different perspective and yeah. you can understand that like your world is not the only thing that exists. Yeah. And there's a totally different world mm-hmm. of Miss Casey, right? Yeah. That's just like, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. This is the challenges that I face. These right. are the hopes and dreams that I have. These are my goals. This is, you know, my, yeah. my ambition, uh, being a mother and, mm-hmm. 
you know, those types of things. So, and, and on top of that, like you said, it opens the door for you to think about certain things. So, yeah. um, as you go through the process, if, if you're okay with me asking, mm-hmm. how do you, um, how do you navigate being a single parent in that, in that realm? And if that's an uncomfortable question, yeah. So, yeah. Um, can you elaborate a little bit? Do you, do you ever find it difficult being, you know, single income household, but also mm-hmm. single parenting as far as sometimes there are situations where it's really beneficial to have both parties mm-hmm. there to try and tell different perspectives or, or to coach? Cause I always, I always use the term coach whenever yeah. I'm talking to Avery. Absolutely. Like I coach you on everything mm-hmm. and my goal and what I teach them is I teach them very harsh things. Mm-hmm. And when I say harsh, I mean. I'm hard on my kids. I am. I've voiced it many times. I have so much fun with them that they they forget about, you know, the times where I have to discipline them. Absolutely. And they're like, no, that's my dad. He's got my back all the time. Mm-hmm. But when they really drop the ball, like I got to tell them how big it was when they dropped the ball. Right. You know, and I, I, one thing I found is that it's way more beneficial to have Ash do certain things when it comes to talking to them about things. Because sometimes excuse me, sometimes I do, I hit the nail on the head and I hit that shit hard Yeah. and I got to come back 20, 45 minutes later and I have to do the responsibility thing and say, Hey, I'm sorry, Avery and Ryder, like you need to understand how serious this was, mm-hmm. but I raised my voice yeah. and I shouldn't have done that. There's yeah. no reason nobody should ever scream at you or anything like that, mm-hmm. but you need to understand like when you fuck up, you know, and she has that innate ability to really kind of present a calmer side from time to time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just an example. Yeah. Like, do you ever face any challenges like that, especially, you know, being a person with so much ambition and, and such busyness? Um, yeah, I have my threshold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, her, Cliff, is her dad, and um, he lives in Kentucky now, and he talks yeah. to her fairly often. And yeah. so she still very much receives that from him yeah i mean and so i i'm not i'm not necessarily taking the role of both by any means but i am essentially when she's with me i am the only disciplinarian yeah um and i am the parent you know yeah yeah so so yeah i I am both yeah so to speak and i but you're also both you're also both fun too yeah I, I get to be the fun so. parent all the so. time. <laughs> and so I um it's a it's a process and mm-hmm. I'm I'm growing up with her. Yeah. You know? And so there are times where my voice probably escalates a little bit higher than it should. Yeah. Um and I have a great example. We were on our way to school the other day and it takes probably about 15 to 20 minutes to get to school. Yeah. And and for whatever reason, she does not like putting her socks and shoes on at home. Mm-hmm. But we're going to develop. We need a better system because <sighs> she used to be very good about putting her socks and shoes on when we get into the car. Yeah. Um, but now she knows that there's this little grassy area that we sometimes park in so that I can help her put her socks and shoes on. But not every morning we have time. Yeah. And so this morning she's like, can we please pull over? And I said, honey, we don't have time. And we got into the line. I said, honey, I can't stop because when they close that gate, they close the gate and I can't get you. You're late. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't want to be late. 
Yeah. And so I said, you got to put your socks and shoes on like right now. Anyway, I wasn't that kind, but <laughs> it got, it got, it's all good. <laughs> and, so, and my nephew is in my car. Yeah. Uh, so I sometimes pick him up and bring him to school. Anyway, That's awesome. I was like, you have got to put your shoes on. And so anyway, now we're sitting there and the fifth grade buddies open the door and she's still sitting there with like one sock on. I'm like, now I can't scream because what is happening? <laughs> and so anyway, yeah. So she she tests my patience for sure. Yeah. Um. But I and, and I have to go back and I have to balance have it a out. Yeah. Cooling off period. I'm like, honey, I'm really sorry that yeah. I raised my voice and mm -hmm. it's like I can and actually I heard this not that long ago and it has stuck with me and i'm like you can be mad but you cannot be mean and i've like thought about that in the moment and i'm like i can be upset with her right now but i can't be mean because they they see that and then they they do it back yeah. you know what i mean so um i'm i'm taking that feedback and not only applying it to her but to myself as well so yeah. anyway I don't even know what the question is. No, I, no I, I love that. I love I love what you said because honestly, like you said, we're growing up together. Uh -huh. I think that that is a humble ideal mm -hmm. that sometimes I think of the our, our generation before us, who again, I idolize that generation mm -hmm. for being tough and rugged yeah. and like, fuck it, we're going to get shit done. Yeah. But at the same time, not in a million years would any parent that I know when I was between the ages of five and 15 would have ever, ever looked at me and said, "Hey, you know, I'm learning too, right? And I'm I'm figuring this thing out yeah. with you, yeah. You know, and it's like sometimes, you know, especially when I say that as as a leadership mm -hmm. quality, it's phenomenal when you say that to your employees. Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal when you open that door and you're like, "Hey, you're allowed to talk to me about some yeah. things that you're uncomfortable with." Absolutely. I think that like that right there. Mm -hmm. That's where our generation, the generation that we're bringing up, is yeah. like elite. Mm -hmm. 100%, dude. Yeah. I feel so proud of us right now. <laughs> yeah. So stuff. Yes. That's what oh, I'm talking yeah. about. So um, on the other side, right, if you had an opportunity, mm -hmm. you're sitting in a conference right now, and yeah. you have 5,000 women mm -hmm. sitting out here listening to you, and you're giving advice to them as far as how to empower yourself in your career as a person, an individual, more than just job, but just as in how to grow as a person, mm -hmm. right? What is one piece of advice that you would give all of these women give yourself some grace that's direct i like that <laughs> and i've i've had to do it over the years plenty yeah. and i don't know where i got it from but i've just i was really hard on myself and I always expected probably way more than mm -hmm. what James and Christine or what April expected of me. And I always tried to give like 110%. And obviously we fail and that's how we yeah. learn. But I, I still to this day, I probably put more on my plate than what is necessary. Mm -hmm. And and I there's always tomorrow. Well, there's not always tomorrow yeah. in some extent. But – with our with our careers with our jobs and even girls that are in high school who are working front desk or um just graduated hair school and now they're apprentices and they're going through the program and they're like and they have their struggles and i'm like you guys it's it's one day you know what i mean yeah. give yourself some grace yeah. and so 
you have your days and your weeks and they turn into months and yeah. years go by and and you're going to look back and i just i think that we need to give ourselves a lot more grace and realize that you don't have to go 100% all the time mm-hmm. and that you need to take a little bit of time for yourself mm-hmm. and again something that i've learned over the years yeah. um you don't have to be staring at a computer screen to get your work done maybe that type of work or that one assignment but your work is so much more than just you picking up a phone and answering it like your work goes to um you talking to your team and talking to the owner and having coaching sessions with me or talking to your mentors you know what i mean like that's all part of it and i think people forget that yeah i think people forget to like take a step back from the actual task and um realize that there's other parts yeah and that's obviously not just job related or industry related um i think it's like at home my god you know what dishes yeah can wait dude the sock on the floor that's really bothering your ocd right now (laughs) that see (laughs) now you're hitting my you're you're like all right that's me right there when i see that sock it just pisses me off Mm -hmm. like straight up do you see that that bolt underneath that thing right there yes it's been annoying me the entire time like that's that's me in a nutshell and yeah. i swear you like you're you're climbing up a tree that me and ash have been sitting in for a couple years now because yeah. that's that's one thing that i we've had this conversation when it comes to communication because mm-hmm. i always relate this back to relationships yeah. it's like take that i'm great when mm-hmm. it comes to having that conversation and being like hey take a step back yeah in that relationship piece and it's just like hey we got to, you got to understand how we're communicating. Number one, you're, we're saying the same thing and we're getting in an argument about saying the same thing. So what right. we need to do is take that step back mm-hmm. and just understand like, bro, it's okay if we solve this in a day. Yeah. It's okay if we, you know, we work this out in, yeah. a, in a different perspective, mm-hmm. but in a job sense, that is where I'm the complete opposite. What you said is my problem. Mm-hmm. I, I will freak out and I'm talking about panic mode. Yeah. Like. Your boy goes, everyone's like, oh, shit, big guy's freaking. And if it's like, no, it needs to be done now. And I start yeah. going off the rails and it's like, hey, Mike, Mike, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, You know what I mean? So that's that's great. I love that piece of advice. That's not just for the ladies. That's yeah. for everybody, dude. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So, oh, man. But why does it have to be done right now? Okay, so it has to be done is right there, now. My deadline. No, it's 100%. This is where I fail. This is not anything else. I have no form of argument where I can make make myself right. I am completely wrong in this sense. There's no doubt. And I get into this mode and a lot of it has to do, especially with the podcast, because one thing I do, this is this podcast and the adventures that we've gone on has been just such a passion for me. And it's Mm -hmm. something I'm like, I've become obsessed with and it's yeah. because I just love doing it yeah. and I love meeting new people and catching up with old friends mm-hmm. and just like, you know, what's your world like? Yeah. But in order to, in order to do a podcast to eventually make it your job, like you have to be, you have to constantly be pushing out clips on social mm-hmm. media and you're constantly reaching out for new guests and you're constantly trying to find new avenues to try and you know reach out and get you know maybe some big time name guests or whatever yeah. it may be mm-hmm. um 
and I have a set rule on on the amount of advertisement. I call them advertisements. They're just clips. Yeah. Um, we need to have a certain amount of clips post every single day. Yeah. And um, when you are a small time podcast, you know, like like we are, we're in that midst of climbing. I mean, we have like. 24 25,000 followers across all of our networks. Yeah. And there are other podcasts that that have like you know 2 million. Mm -hmm. And you know when you're in that when you're in that you don't have you don't have the opportunity to take a day off. You yeah. you need to press the issue. Yeah. But On, they also think that they don't get time off either. You see? And at 2 million. Yeah. And that's the point is like Mike you're telling me that because you're not you're you're not going to gain that two or three extra followers today mm -hmm. because you only posted three times on all your socials and not right. four or five. Yeah. And to me in my brain, this is where I'm completely wrong. It's yeah. like, yes, that's what that means. Right. And I start to panic. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't understand. And they're like, go outside. Yeah. Get away from me. <laughs> you're annoying. I'm like, all right, cool. That's Whatever. So so yes, no, hundred percent. Are you are you specifically doing each video and posting it as you finish it? Yes. Or so don't they have a thing where you can like do them in advance and they post for you? That has been discovered by by us in the last two weeks. Okay. We've been doing this for Let almost a year and a month. You. Let AI help you. Dog, it <laughs> has revolutionized the game. Like it really has. That's taken all the stress off from that. Yeah. So we found those types of tools and, mm -hmm. and we've begun to utilize them. And, and but beforehand, yeah, this is where it gets like this is where it gets like really frustrating, especially, too, because I was going to ask you about this in the next one. Anyway, it was going to be like, hey, um, when you get into this industry, like no one helps you. There has been one group that has given advice and they've they've never physically like hey this is what you need to do mm -hmm. but they've been happy to sit with me and shoot podcasts and it was uh busting with the boys so okay. there's there it's basically a football podcast is two ex nfl players mm -hmm. um and they have a group of five producers that work with them and they're just this tight-knit like and it's like for the boys yeah. like it's the dudes right yeah. um but they've sat down two of them and we have scheduled for two more in the middle of December. And, and, um, they're, they've sat down, given us their time, given us their stories and they have a humongous following mm -hmm. and they've spent time. Like I've texted uh, both of them mm -hmm. and I've been like, Hey, you know, what's your advice on this? And they've been happy to do it. Yeah. That is the only entity that has really been like, yeah, dude, like no problem. I'll give you advice. Like yeah. whatever I can do to help, you know, mm -hmm. there's, you know, they're always busy, but you know, whatever I can, if I can help you, absolutely. Right. Other entities have been like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't even know you exist. I don't, I don't care. And it's just like, it's that dog eat dog world. Yeah. And that's the part when you're going through Which the process. It's beyond unfortunate. It pisses me off because I have, I have such a, oh man, I have such a, how do you want to put it? I don't want it. Well, I call it soft mentality. It's not soft. I mean, everyone's <laughs> going to criticize me for it, but I have this mentality where it's like, bro, like if you, if you're climbing a tree, like, and there's four other branches, I can pull four other people up with me, mm -hmm. like no matter what. And then I, I'm now on the next level so I can look across the trees and say, Hey, there's branches over there totally. and I can help you get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I, I want to be able to bring everyone that I can on a higher level. Absolutely. And understand, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And um, the world 
doesn't think like that. Right. There's so many people in the world that do the complete opposite. It's very self-fulfilling, most people. Yeah. I always always called it, it's a disease of selfishness. Mm -hmm. And it irritates me to no end. But, I mean, it's just, it's the way you have to operate in the world. It's like people are scared like you're going to take their piece of the pie. Right. And in this realm, in the podcast realm, in the internet, there's there's no pie. Like right. it's endless. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you're a podcaster and you listen to podcasts, like I listen to 14 different podcasts off yeah. the top of my head. Like it's like you don't have to choose one over the other. I don't. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm going to throughout my week, I'm going to yeah. listen to all of them anyway. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just to me, it's just wild that people do that. Yeah. But I, I know I went on a rant there. And I'm, no, it's totally fine. I get yeah. it. <laughs> right i get it so I, I have an industry that is probably polar opposite of it like we we go to these events and they are all about sharing yeah the the positives and the negatives and the struggles that they have within their businesses and yeah. and what what successes they have and how they've achieved those and so um it is very different and it's it's unfortunate that not every industry is as I don't even know the word. Just, but as just open. giving, yeah, it's giving. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, it's like half of the half of the people that I've connected with, like they live in Arizona, they live in North Carolina, they live in Texas, they live in Canada. Like, it's amazing. so it's like, and these are people that I talk to, like. I mean, I wouldn't say fairly, like always, but yeah. I, I see them at these events and we act like we've known each other for years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we maybe, maybe a goal that you have is to start a podcast industry event. That's it. Podcast industry. There might, I don't know. There might actually there might be, be one. one. There might. You never know, yeah. but we could start a different one yeah. that's predicated on the idea of come here, share ideas, help each other out, become guests on each other's podcast. What's the best microphone cover you've found? <laughs> I'm telling you, those fat ones suck. I'm telling you. I know we had private conversations. Don't worry about it. Um, that's insane. That's that you kind of got me down around the hole now. I'm like thinking stuff. Um, so vision one, board. Uh, yes, vision board exactly. So here's um, we'll kind of I'll start veering towards wrapping it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, by the way, I love I love your openness about some some relatively personal things mm-hmm. and that's i think i think that when people listen to that stuff um sometimes people are really afraid to share mm-hmm. but i think what what a lot of people tend to forget is there are thousands of people that have been in the same situation and half of those people aren't handling things well and they really just want someone to help and sometimes Absolutely. hearing that mm-hmm. like really changes people's perspective yeah definitely. you know and um so we going into one of our last segments uh, we call it the Bad decisions make better stories. The blue one. Mm. So, um, can you give us a, an 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 event that may have happened, right? Mm. And I always tell, I can always share ahead of time, and I tell people, dude, I've partied a lot and I've gotten in a shitload of trouble in my life. It's amazing I'm alive, to be honest. But um, they have uh, give me an event that has something that has been a bad decision that you've made, or just either a mistake or something mm-hmm. that happened that actually turned out being a great story or something that turned out to be the best thing that never happened for you. And if you'd like, I can actually tell you a couple. Of yours? Yeah. Okay. All right. So 
this is great. I love this. I was sharing my my horrible events. So there was um, there was a time in my life when I was in high school and I had a horrible reputation. Mm-hmm. And everybody, it's, it's, I love how you confirmed that. You're like, oh yeah, <laughs> you were a pos. I am just uh, nodding. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in high school, there was uh, there was a an event or thing that I did. Actually, let's do the middle school one. I've told the I told one of the high school ones before, mm-hmm. but. Um, when I was in middle school, I um, I ended up getting into a physical altercation with a teacher, and it was um, it was it wasn't like a fight. It was, yeah. but it was a it was a scenario where we had an argument. He told me I could do something. It was a Friday, and and I was very very poor when I was growing up, and he's we had those dictionary words. He had ten dictionary words, and I was like, yo, I don't have a dictionary, bro. Like. We don't have money like that. And um, at the time, I thought, you know, kids think dumb shit. I'm like, if you have a dictionary, you're rich. Like, that's what I thought. But um, so he was like, it's all good. Just come in early and you can do your words on Monday. And I was like, all right, cool. I got in there and um, I actually for the first time because I was a horrible student then and I didn't do shit. But for some odd reason, I went in there and was actually doing it the way he asked me to. And he had forgot that he told me that. And he walked by my desk and he grabbed the paper I was writing on and he balled it up in front of my face and he threw it in the trash. And he was like, that's homework. And I was like, and you know what? I'm not even, I hope he sees it one day. His name is Mr. Rotosiler. Yeah. And um, the principal at that school was Mr. Spaulding. I remember that. Mm -hmm. And um, he ended up, and I just, I lost my shit. Mind you, I'm a kid and I'm in middle school. And I had no filter. So at that point, I, I looked at him and I was like, fuck you, dude. And everyone in class was like, oh, my God. <laughs> right? And I, I'm like, dude, fuck this. And yeah. I got up. And um, it was not abnormal for me to have scenes during that time. Because my when I was coming up, too, my parents had gotten divorced. And um, I, did not, I did not handle shit well with my emotions mm-hmm. at all. I was very childish. And I just... I kept, I was pissed off all the time and I just didn't understand how to manage those things. Yeah. And, um, I go to walk out and he went to grab me and I had turned around and I, I had a pencil in my hand and I went to push him. Right. Cause he had grabbed me and nothing serious happened, but, um, everyone was like shocked. They were like, yeah. bro, you just pushed a teacher. And, um, so then anyway, he's dragging me into the principal's office and I was all of a sudden just this like world of explosion happened mm-hmm. for me and I'm panicking. I'm literally, I'm throwing a chair through a window. Like I was freaking out. Like they're like, dude, somebody gets, somebody gets SWAT on this kid. Yeah. Right. So police come. Worst thing happens. I'm being walked out by a police officer. The entire school is like in the windows looking oh at me. God. It was terrible. And, um, they made a deal with my mom and they were like, Hey, you need to, uh, he needs to go Yeah. that if he, if you try to keep him in the school system, we're going to press charges. So they were like, fuck. Wow. So they sent me down to Florida where believe it or not, I know you didn't know this beforehand, Stacy DeWolf, the savior of my entire life. Almost. Yep. Um, I got here and they didn't want me in the school system here. Mm-hmm. They were, they got my record and they were like, absolutely not. So I had to go to Charlotte Harbor. Pretty sure everybody that I went to high school with knew I went there several times because of dumb shit I did. But um, 
all that and it was a dramatic thing my mom ended up having to move because we were in michigan when that happened my mom ended up having to move down here it that event changed the entire course of not just my life my brother's life my dad my mom like my mom's family my stacy the wolf like everything changed Mm -hmm. from that point in time and it was something that was catastrophic and people half the people were just pissed off at me because they were like bro what the fuck are you thinking and then the other half like my mom and some other people they were like you just dude you need help Mm -hmm. right and um we get down this road and you fast forward to now i'm in my 30s if i had never if i had never been forced into florida i never would have played college football i never would have had my kids i never would have met ash i never i never would have been able to accomplish some of the things that i had accomplished i never would have had a mindset adjustment to where you learn and you grow from those mistakes and you're like damn dude you know what all that stemmed from it doesn't matter if my parents got divorced. I didn't handle it well because I'm not, I wasn't right emotionally and I wasn't mature enough to handle that shit. Yeah. And instead of, instead of listening to people, I really just took it on myself. And now I handle, I handle emotional situations so much better, you know, and all that shit stemmed from this. And it's like, damn, mm-hmm. that sucked in the moment, but yeah. I would never change it. Right. Ever. That's kind of a little bit deeper. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little thing. So you don't, you know, you don't have to yeah. go that deep. But that that would be one of the things. And I have like probably 25 stories of me getting in trouble and getting arrested and all this other shit that have led me into better things. But, you know, that was that was one thing that I wouldn't change. And now it's turned into a funny story because, you know, people will bring it up and they'll be like, hey, you remember <laughs> like we'll be at a family gathering. They're like, bro, you remember that kid that threw a chair in the principal's office? Like, what a douche, bro. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So that is an example. I have never thrown chairs. That's good. Goodness. So you're already way above me. I feel like I was very sheltered. Yeah. And I I don't know. I just, I, I, I suppose as you, I didn't like have a ton of money, but I also didn't know that until Mm -hmm. like I grew up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think my parents did a really good job of like we had what we needed, but we didn't have more. We didn't Mm -hmm. have less. And I honestly was just, I went to school and we went to cheer practice Yeah, and we came home and we had dinner and we had homework and we went to bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Said our prayers and I. Just been like a rule follower. Kind of. Yeah. (laughs) so the story i told very unexciting (laughs) (laughs) the story i told Um, you're you're now like yo i didn't know that (laughs) like i gotta go i mean i've i wouldn't necessarily say i've made like bad decisions um i mean i think there's probably things that are like oh in hindsight probably not the best route i could have taken you know what i mean like that could have been avoided but Mm -hmm. i think that there's probably there is something coming to mind which I pro- I'm not going to share. Okay. But um, I've reflected on it for like many 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 years now, mm-hmm. and it's it's truly it's definitely made me a better person. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't 
the best. Yeah. And uh, those of you who are listening who know what I'm talking about <laughs> know and understand and have probably seen my growth through that. And um, I, I probably hurt some people and um, ultimately resulted in you don't. Do you, things, yeah, I was gonna but, say you don't have to get into detail. It's but fine. I mean, people probably again, people who are close to me definitely know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And um, but there were things that like led up to it, and so on and so forth. And so, mm-hmm. um, I don't really know how to get into it. But anyway, regardless, yeah, I've grown like exponentially since that point, and yeah. I feel like I'm at a much better place mentally. Yeah. Compared to how I was then, again, yeah. being very um like i wouldn't say like down but it's like and i don't want to say like victim mentality but mm-hmm. it's like when you are in the thick of it you think that there's no way out oh my god yeah and dude you don't realize that there were probably so many other avenues that mm-hmm. you could have taken yep it, had you just reached out to someone and yep. had like an open conversation and now communication is like my thing. Yeah. Like whether like I want it from you yep. and I'm going to give it to you back. And so um, in every aspect of my life, whether mm-hmm. it's my mom, my sister, um, my dad on a few occasions, like my coworkers, James yep. and Christine, my daughter, my best friend best friends you know what i mean and so it's like i want to give them every reason to make their own decision on how they can feel about me yeah you know what i mean oh like, yeah i'm not i'm yeah. not um and again i'm pr- not going to announce it on a podcast but, <laughs> yeah. um, but people who are close to me who've known like certain things that i've struggled with i haven't had this like picture perfect life you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah we all have our struggles and we all have our our inner things that we're going through mm-hmm. um and again in the moment you think that there's like no other answer and you think in the grass isn't always greener no. so to speak and so um but i've i've it's been many years and I've had a lot of growing up and a lot of soul searching to do. And, um, and it just, my faith and you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so there's been, um, there's been a lot of strides in the last couple of years. Um, so I would say yes, bad decisions that have turned out for the better for the good. Yeah. And I think like you, you hit the nail on the head. It's an imbalance in perspective. I think that's where learning that that exists mm-hmm. and and that's what that's actually what the the segment is predicated on is my brother my brother was an addict for 15 mm-hmm. years and he's he was in the inglewood area during all of that we all know how going down that path in that particular area can be bad mm-hmm. and um you know and one in our very first episode which was absolutely horrible it was unorganized we looked like shit <laughs> Um, but I told my brother and I told my other brother, Keon, I was like, Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to shoot this podcast. And, and my brother was like, yeah, I'm an open book. Yeah. And that was the idea is understanding two dimes and a token. Cause uh-huh. we have me and my brother, Keon, who's a black dude. Everybody always thinks it's, he's the token. My brother is the token. Cause every year he's been sober now, four years, every year he gets a token of sobriety. That's incredible. Yes. 
And I asked him in that podcast and I said, what's, what's your biggest regret out of all these mistakes that you've made? He stole from people. He robbed people. He did some of the worst things that you can imagine. And he, he was horrible during yeah. that time frame. And he said, none of it, absolutely none of it. He said, I, if without those mistakes and without going through this path, like I wouldn't be where I'm at. I wouldn't be clean and I wouldn't be a full-time dad and yeah. I wouldn't be, have this amazing job. And, you know, and it changed our perspective. And literally two episodes later, we added that. Yeah. And we were like, holy shit, like this is something that we really want to dive into. And I think one of the trends that we've gotten into is like you said, when you're, when you, in your mental and you're sitting in a situation that you don't see an exit mm -hmm. and shit's terrible. It's, it is an imbalance in perspective, but yeah. it's so hard bad momentum is so hard to break out of mm -hmm. and good momentum is so hard to break out of, mm -hmm. you know? So like you said, when you're going down that path, certain things happened and now you're fast forward and you're like, I'm, I've grown, I've matured, I've better understanding. I communicate a hundred times better, yeah. you know, and you are better, more powerful, you know, more structured and, you know, better parent, all that mm -hmm. stuff, all because of a mistake that, that happened. So I love that. Yeah. So that's the idea for the segment. But um, the last one, and then I'll get you out of here. I know you I know you got somewhere to be way more important than hanging out with me and Ash. Um, but we do uh, what's called Spice of the Week. And uh, Spice of the Week is sponsored by Joe's Backyard Smokehouse. If you are ever in Florida, make sure you hit us up so that we can direct you over to Joe's. It is a backyard smokehouse, and Joe is the man. He's got the best meat on the planet. However, um, the idea of spice of the week, again, kind of predicated similarly. Mm -hmm. um, everybody goes through weeks and a lot of times we get into negative thought processes mm -hmm. and it really kind of frustrates us. Spice of the week is tell me something little or big that happened in your week that you kind of think about and you're like, damn, actually my week really wasn't that bad because this thing happened, you know? And uh, I know, challenging. A little bit. Don't worry, I'll go first. Okay. So I'll give you an example. Um Keon one time was shopping with his son and some random dude, and it was during Christmas last year, some random dude said, here, here's a hundred bucks. And he was like, what do you mean? And he's like, man, that kid, he's going to be however old he is. He looks like he's seven. He's going to be seven years old for one year. And you're going to blink and that dude's going to be like, yo, I'm out going to college or I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. Like, he's like, bro, just take it, go buy more. And it was like, it like, transformed his week. He was like, damn, bro, this is awesome. And, um, me on the other hand, I have, I, for some reason I value like really, really small things that can be really, really big. Um, like one time my cat sweets, the white cat, um, <laughs> it's kind of a big thing on our podcast. I love my cats, but, um, you and James are see, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> me and James are already homies. Um, so sweets is very, very like, don't touch me like during the day. Don't touch me. Right. But at night, like after 10 p.m., Sweets is like, all right, now I will lay on you and we will snuggle forever. Mm -hmm. There was one day, I don't know, she was just having a rough day, but she came up to me like three o'clock in the afternoon and she was like, hey, I need some loving. And I was I like, love. oh my God. And she just like laid on me for like 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 30 minutes of extra love from Sweets changed my entire week. Aww. It's just evolutionary. Right. Yeah. So that's seminal examples. So um, mine this week, straight up um has been um the ability 
to reconnect with friends. This was actually a part of it, this podcast right here. Um, there's been a couple people that uh, I may not have super known, like you as an example in high school or wherever, you know, you may have met people, but um, getting that opportunity to kind of reconnect and have a few conversations. There was a couple friends that hit me up on socials. They saw the podcast and they were like, bro, how have you been? Next thing you know, I'm down the rabbit hole on like instant messenger on Facebook and me and me and my homeboy are having like a two hour text back and forth, you know, like I don't, and I'm not a texter. So, um, you know, we're, we're getting to catch up. And then, um, before we sat, you know, before we get into the podcast, we're sitting out there and we're just having a blast, just chatting away. And you and Ash start talking about Amazon and all this other stuff. And it's like, it's like, damn, kind of reconnecting with old friends or old acquaintances and stuff. It's like, damn, it kind of like reinvigorates you a little bit. It, yeah. it makes me kind of excited to, you know, keep going, especially for the podcast purpose. But that's something that for me, my spice of the week, reconnecting with old friends and acquaintances. Love that. For sure. Spice of the week. Right there. Gosh, now I'm going to be thinking of my spice of the week. Like, I'm telling you. Now. Trying to make it a thing. I'm Gosh. trying to get everybody. Hop in YouTube, man. Give me your comments right now. Drop down. Give me the spice of the week. All right? That's all we need. Definitely. Just tell me what's made your week better. Gosh, we need some good in this world. Um. Okay. Spice of the week. Okay. So. I'm ready now. You got. I'm hyped right now. I mean, again, big or small. So one of the best things about um, moving to New York um, after I got married, I was very, very young, um, is that I met like one of my very best friends. Yeah. Talk. Again, she lives in another state, and so I don't get to talk to her all the time. But yeah. it's like you have those friends where you pick up the phone, and it's like obviously no time has passed. Oh yeah. Anyway, so I'm sorry. This was a little bit more than a week ago, but I. Um, Sorry, the beginning of the conversation was more than a week ago. So I was on Facebook. There's this um, person that I follow, um, comedian, also like motivational, like veteran and helps the homeless and has like, anyway, he's just great. Anyway, so. Um, <laughs> An amazing dude. He's wonderful. Yeah. And I don't even know him. Anyway, <laughs> so I bought tickets and I actually posted on my social media. I'm like, I'm so excited to get this person. Anyway, she messaged me and she's like, so I don't know who you're going with, but I'm like, I'm going to be a third wheel. And I'm like, no worries. I literally bought two tickets with zero intentions of bringing like anybody at this point. Yeah. But like it was meant to be that it's like, it's in the middle of where her and I live. And now um, at the end of the month, we're going to go and see. And so we got a hotel. And so we just booked our hotel. Nice. And so this is like, this is my spice of the week is the fact that like, just this like one random little thing has now like ventured into um, a trip. And I haven't seen her since, um, since she was pregnant with her little girl. And now she has a little boy. Yeah. And so I actually surprised her several years ago at her baby shower. But, um, but yeah, I haven't seen her since then. And so like Cammy's older and now she has two little babies and um now we get to go for a girls weekend. Yes. It's gonna be great and just yeah. That's dope. Yeah. See that? It's like one little thing. Next thing you know, I'm having a girls trip, my favorite person ever. I'm stoked as shit. We're gonna yeah. have a great time. Yeah. Who are you gonna see? Am I allowed to know? Yeah. Oh, Zach Rushing. Zach Rushing. Mm -hmm. I know the name, but I can't think of the face. Yeah. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll have to look it up. I'll have to look so, it up. So I don't know. I don't even remember like how I like it. Just you just scroll past and then yeah. like, you start like watching like other videos and it's like oh, like I really like what this person kind of like stands for. Hell yeah! Yeah, absolutely. See, I love that shit. Yeah. That's awesome. I do that all the time. Mm -hmm. I do it all the time. And there's always people I'm going down the rabbit hole. I'm like, yo, this person is badass. Yeah. So for sure. 
before we before we close it out, um, I would love for you to have the opportunity uh, if you want to look right in there. Um, anybody where they can uh, find, especially your business, if you'd love yeah. to promote that, because I'd I'd love to be able to have the opportunity to promote that. Because yeah. obviously, I think I think you represent, um, I think you represent an awesome personality in the way that the way that you kind of presented yourself, especially as a leader of this company. It's it's a a company. If I was getting my hair done legit and I'm being serious, it, I, I would, I would love to be a customer of a company like that. And, yeah. um, I love the way, like I said, I love the way you carry yourself. And I think that you have this really, you know, just powerful type of leadership type vibe. And I mm. think that's absolutely badass. and anything. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the way that you talk about the people that you work with, it's like you guys, yes, you are a GM, but you're there as you're there as an equal. Mm-hmm. And if, Anybody that does feel the same way I do, and I know there are some people, like, I'd love to be a customer of that type of environment. So, um, yeah, by all means, please look in there, tell everyone where they can find you and anything else that you want to say. Um, okay, so well, my name is Casey Smith. For those who don't know me, um, I work at James Griffith's Salons. We have three locations. We have Venice, which is our flagship location, uh, Boca Grande and Sarasota. So um, if you're in the area, stop by, let them know that you saw me. But um, we have a huge, uh, well, we're connected to the Gasparilla Inn. Mm-hmm. And so we do incredible weddings. So if anybody has a wedding coming up. <laughs> We have an incredible wedding team. We're French hairdressers. Well, not me. They are. They're the they're the talent. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, I don't know. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's okay. cool. So, thank you guys so much for stopping by. Um. And like I said, I know this is uh this is a very different um avenue. Sometimes when we went down uh, last last week, we had Travis on, which I told you he's like the prettiest man on the planet, <laughs> especially when he has his guitar in his hand and stuff. But um this is one of the things i've i've i love having the conversation about especially with the direction that we go is it's not just it's not just sports and it's not just you know like a dude thought process i love to get the the other ideals and um from a woman's point of view too i think that's important in today's society and, and you know still learning how to have great conversations sometimes as the podcaster but um, this has been an awesome experience and I can't thank you enough for everything you shared. So well, thank you for having yeah, me. absolutely. Yeah. It's badass. I, hey, no worries. Don't be nervous. This is like a normal conversation. Yeah, it really is. Eventually you get through and then you realize like after like your 10th one, you start getting real comfortable. Then you say some shit. You're like, whoa, wait, wait, that can't go on the internet. <laughs> so, but thank you guys, uh, for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe. And if you have a chance, please go check out Miss Casey's, uh, place of employment check out some of the salons i know they do great work especially with her as a part of the team so you guys be easy all right